Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bottom, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We're the sports brew, and that's damn right. We're in the basement, son. It's been a little while. We've had a lot going on, dude. Let me tell you what. Team Awesome Plus Two uh, brought our daughter into the world on June 1st, which is was a fantastic, super dude. Shannon, you're look, look. You and I relate on this one, right? Because you've got yeah. you've got two children, man. It is so weird to me to come home and be like. We have two kids. <laughs> really, we don't have a picket fence. We don't have the half kid yet, unless you kind of count Whitfield. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's it's really it's really strange to be like we have two kids. It's so odd. So Team Awesome Plus Two, uh, Chloe is is healthy. You know, Sarah was an absolute champion with the birth man. Thirteen minutes pushed a baby uh, like a complete pro, and uh, you know, I'm, it's super exciting. Uh, I have been tired and gassed, and uh, it's been a fun ride. But, you know, uh, Shannon and anybody that has kids knows when they're really little, they sleep a lot. So the newborns kind of snooker you because they're like, oh, look, we're cute and we're just asleep. And eventually the the beast wakes up, and then it's like, ah, crap. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the food alarm, the teething alarm, the diaper alarm, and all that kind of stuff. So. We'll touch a little bit on, on that. Second diaper alarm and third yeah. diaper alarm. And yeah, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that at some point over the course of the show, I'm sure. Uh, I want me some glory holes. Yo, yeah, I, I th glory hole is how we got to two kids. I don't know if we're going for three yet. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's calm that down. Let's calm that down, Jerry Jones. Uh, you Just, still got to wait a few weeks, man. <laughs> we're not there yet, man. Nope. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Got to wait six weeks, Justin. Why are you telling me that, man? Because that's what the doctors say. <laughs> <laughs> well, meatloaf knows. Mm -hmm. I do anything for love, and apparently that means I gotta wait six weeks. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh man! Anyway, we're the sports brew. We are back, hanging out. So let's go ahead. Uh, that's right, man. A little wild thing. It's always kind of good, right? Let's go and get everybody entered up in this piece just for good measure. We got to do it. And I'm feeling this one for old the old Twitter Terminator, man. Let's go ahead and do it right. A little Snoop Dogg, a little Who Am I? Yeah! What's your name, baby? <laughs> Nothing? Shannon's like, silence. I'm just going to like... Oh, dude, gonna... I'm just listening. Oh, that's all, man. Look, this song has aged so incredibly well. Oh, my gosh, dude. Love it. It's one of my top five favorite albums ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I, absolutely iconic. Uh, didn't he have some horrendous like first pitch uh, recently? Am, am, am I imagining that? Nah, no, it yeah. I think uh, I thought I saw something where they were comparing it. The only one like uh, they had Fifty Cent up there, which was obviously his was atrocious. And they were like, "You got to give Snoop Dogg a break." You know that man was like, <laughs> you know, he waked and baked, right? He was like totally high. And Snoop Dogg, what do you expect? But anyway, there not, you go. Not shake and bake, it's wake and bake. Not shake and bake, it's wake and bake. McGuffin, what's going on with you, brother? Oh, man, man, it is good to be recording. Heck I miss yeah. this stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's been kind of... I understand, trust yeah. me. I fully understand where you are. There's, it's, there's, there's a lot of... it's not easy. No, there's a lot There's a lot of transition the first couple of weeks, man. Because yes, you, you got your first kid, you got the new kid, you got to make sure that... Kid one is okay with kid two, you know what I mean? There's like all these components that go into that, it, and then it's, it's just tag. You could tag team before, and now it's one on one. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, 
<laughs> there, it can be tough, man. There have been some days I wanted to tag out. <laughs> Just for like half an hour, man. Just give me a daddy break. <laughs> it's all good. That uh, sounds terrible. No, I love it, man. It, it's fantastic. Uh, by the way, uh, actually, I'll do this to Mark after we get him in. Because we need to get that dude in, too, man. And he was, he was talking about he was talking about his issues with his intro song. So <laughs> he does get... He gets what he <laughs> asked for. I don't healthy, know. I, I said nothing about my intro song. Or he got a healthy dose of train. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I should walk off. Walk off stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Go for it. There's no woo here. There's no, no there's no woo there. So that doesn't work for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So boo, when you said train, stop making so, music. Yeah. Boo. So How when, dare you cover Led Zeppelin? Boo. So when you said train, you really meant something more like this. There we go. That's, That's the kind of train I can get behind. A little bit better. A little crazy train. Yeah. yeah. Or Quad City. A DJs. classic. Quad. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hold on. I bet I, 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 I have some Quad City DJs. I bet you. Where they at, man? Hold on a second. Uh oh. Uh oh. There you go. <laughs> Are you going to request a DJ play the song at your wedding, Mark? <laughs> it's possible. I can live with this one. That'd be pretty fun, right? <laughs> All right, let's do, let's do you right. There you go. There we go. You ready to hit your cue, brother? Yes, sir. All right, three, two, and fun. Here you go, baby. That's much more satisfying, isn't it? <laughs> so, so much more satisfying. Wait, you don't want to go back to train? We'll drive by. I should never say these kinds of things. No, <laughs> you probably shouldn't. They're always be used against me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you just because I mean we haven't even elaborated, you, but I, I hate me? train, and I was sharing my disgust over the fact that they were somehow allowed to make a covers album. Of Zeppelin songs or a full Zeppelin album because they said they're you know one of their favorites. Kudos, all the money for the album is going to charity, so I'm I'm, I'm a jerk in that regard. Kudos to them for that, but they're still a horrible band that should never do Zeppelin music. So much hate. So we can't get you yep. the front row tickets to Nickelback, Lenny Kravitz, and Train. <laughs> Dude, that's a powerhouse concert right there, man. Something would just explode if that ever happened. Whole civilizations would be wiped out. Look, D-Stat's going Hall and Oates, man. He can't go for that. Yeah. No, I can't. No, I sure as hell can't. For those who don't know, those are like three bands slash acts that Mark can't stand. Yeah. Throw, throw in a good Charlotte and an ICP, and that would just be uh, about as much uh, devastating. That's what we need. Train and ICP. <laughs> <laughs> the day the music died, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or the day D-Stat died, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, can, oh. I, can I be the first and last time Train has ever played in the intro? I don't know. We'll see. Right. It just it just depends, man. It just it just depends on like random crap you say. Yeah, of course. There That's you fair. go. You said you wanted some ICP. There it is. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh man. In another life, you're a, on, in an alternate universe. You are such an awesome juggalo. You're like on that website. <laughs> What's the name of that website where they have like all the juggalos and the juggalettes or whatever? And they're probably all slamming no Fago. I, I know there's there's a documentary about the gathering of the juggalos, and it's one of the saddest and funniest things I've ever seen. Well, you know, because there's, there's like people of Walmart. Right, you have right. that one, and I could swear there's either a jug, and I could swear at some point it's in the last, I don't know, couple of years we were laughing. Maybe maybe it was like a Juggalo dating service, right? And they posted, I don't know, there was something. Oh yeah, yeah that, that, I mean that was a, it was a gag thing, but it was really funny. Yeah, well it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. I mean, is, isn't that fitting? Because it's, of course, right. So anywho, it, it, it wouldn't have shocked me if it was real, but no. but it was yeah fake. No. But it was still extremely funny. Yeah, a pretend mm. dating service for juggalos to meet other juggalettes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was great. Oh, some really really random stuff, man. Oh, fat sweaty Betty, man. There you go. Yeah, buddy. We can't really have a whole bunch of ICP fat sweaty Betty in the first segment, can we? Nah. Okay, we won't. That's kind of ruthless. Speaking of things that were unexpected, how about Game Seven between the Warriors and the Cavaliers? <laughs> <laughs> you thought amazing. You thought train transition. You thought train and ICP were out of place. How about this? <laughs> I mean, all. I mean, seriously, guys. I think back to even though we've had a lot going on, we haven't really recorded. We were trying to squeeze one in uh, before Chloe got here, which would have been great, right? It just it just didn't work out. Isn't that how Chloe got here? Uh, yes, sir. Um, and actually, it's it, you know on, on multiple that there's multiple levels for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, just say make your own joke, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's just funny to think back. You know, to the series, you have the ridiculousness of Thunder Warriors, and the Cavaliers really were just kind of you know hold and serve. I mean, Toronto, eh, whatever. I really was looking forward to Cavaliers Warriors. I thought that was a, a fascinating setup, particularly given that you know last year the Cavaliers were so hurt and so beat up. I mean, we had that whole peanut butter deli time for like uh, Della Vadova, um, and like Randy was just like, "Oh, who cares? It's Warriors Cavs." He just poo pooed all over it, and it was like, "Dude, come on, man! You know, open your eyes a little bit. This is it's a different series. Yeah, it's a rematch. If you're just looking at the teams, but." Think about how different Cavaliers are this year. And then you have the whole thing with, you know, is Golden State going to have the best season of any NBA team ever? They obviously had the regular season. That's great. Uh, they had some early struggles in the playoffs because of Curry's injury. You know, it, there's a lot going on. I thought the storylines were very compelling. Granted, blowout city out of the gates with the series didn't, didn't live up to expectations unless you're a Warriors fan, I suppose. Uh, incidentally, I don't, I don't, I've lost track of the count, uh, but I could swear there have been more blowouts in the NBA playoffs this year than have than has ever happened well, uh, the over the course game of the playoffs. In the finals has been eleven points, which in itself is kind of ridiculous. Although, and Shannon, you may need to verify this. I could swear I heard. I want to say it was on Dan Patrick this morning. Uh, I could swear I heard that the total number of points scored in this series, both teams have the exact same total. I'll do the math for you real yeah, quick. Yeah, do, do the math. It's, good, it's a good thing you've only had coffee. 
<laughs> Good thing you've only had coffee. But it, it's it's one of those things that's really strange. You know, it, it's a screwball statistic, uh, particularly given you know how the series has played out. And but it's been true for the NBA. You know, really the NBA playoffs. There's been a lot of blowouts. Okay, look, I'm living at a home with a two year old and a newborn. There's blowouts <laughs> there, so I guess it was it was just fitting, right? Uh, but really crazy. So, but but early on, I mean, so many people were all over the Warriors' jocks, uh, particularly after the way it started. Particularly when you get to three-one, you're looking at this and you're like, dude, you know, we joked around about, okay, the Cavs can get one. Maybe this is a gentleman's sweep. Mark, I'm pretty sure you had a call your shots thing on your page for Cavs Warriors, and didn't you say Warriors in five, or were you Warriors in six? I was Warriors in seven. Um, Mister Mister Baldwin stepped in and said Warriors in uh, five. Oh, you did go so I thought you I thought you went five or six. Mm. Okay. Ball, ball no, no, was on the five did, when it was three one Warriors. I, I well, yeah, well that that changes everything. Most, most people. Yeah, that changes Each everything. Each team has scored six hundred and ten points. I mean th- so bizarre. How crazy is that? Yeah. And you have these are the disparages of the games. Fifteen, thirty three, thirty, eleven, fifteen, fourteen. That that's how e- how many points each team's won by? So I mean, can we can we get like a double or triple overtime game for Game Seven? That'd be great. Wouldn't, that would be nice. Just wouldn't something it? that's compelling. Well, yeah, a couple of things to keep in mind. <laughs> now going into some, of, I've got some numbers, but some of these are going into the finals, so they've they're obviously different. Keep in mind this is going into the finals. So most three pointers in a single postseason uh, in twenty fifteen, Golden State in two hundred and forty. Uh, and uh, in 2016, they had 212 going into the finals. They had 240 last year, 212 going into the finals this year. Okay, it's a, it's a hell of a number, and it's one of those things that has defined their season and really defined the Splash Brothers was the threes, right? But don't forget, 2016 going into the finals, the Cavaliers had 202, 212 versus 202, right? So it don't don't you, know, you didn't want to think that the Cavaliers couldn't do the three ball if they needed to, right? Uh, Another little side note, most combined regular season three-pointers um, of NBA Finals opponents. <laughs> 2016, obviously, you figure Golden State and the Cavaliers, 1,957. That's obscene. Uh, 2015, Golden State and the Cavaliers, 1,709. Uh, anybody want to wager a guess what the third-place matchup would be? Or the two teams? Again, NBA Finals teams that met. Anybody want to wager a guess? Who's right behind gold, the the double bonus of Golden State and the Cavaliers in 2016 and 2015? Miami Dallas is my guess. You got one team. It is it is Miami. It's not Dallas. San Antonio. San Antonio in 2013. Mm, okay. But think about the difference in 2015. 1,709 for for the Warriors and the Cavaliers in 2016. 1,957. In 2013, Heat and Spurs. 1,380. Oh my gosh. Think about the difference. That is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so the number would be massively, massively different. That's, yeah. So you know, both of these teams can score. They're both very good teams. Obviously, we have some issues that Golden State has had to overcome over the course of the postseason. And you know, it's one of the things that you have to remember anytime you're talking about. And again, I don't care what sport it is: football, baseball, basketball, soccer. You know, whatever, man. You know, over the course of a season, particularly when you have a, a long regular season and you have a long playoff, you know, health matters, luck matters, 
uh, timing matters. Your opponent matters. There's a lot of things that go in. When do you play your best? You know, it's one of the things that's tricky about college football, per se. <coughs> Some teams are way better in the earlier part of the season or the middle. But, you know, in sports, if you're good at the right time, you can go on a run. Mm-hmm. And you can win in the end. So it's a huge it's a huge deal. I mean, kudos, obviously, to Golden State for having the regular season that they did. It's amazing. But once you get to the playoffs, they got, you know, uh, I was going to say they got kicked in the nuts. But, you know, they've, they've been the ones that really have been kicking people in the nuts looking at you, Draymond. <laughs> uh, but they definitely took a couple of pretty tough shots. Um, I don't know that I believe that, that Curry is 100%. I, it doesn't feel like it. Um, that team doesn't feel like it's what it quite what it was but that being said you can't just say well you know Golden State eh, you know they got these issues you also have to look at the flip side and say well look at the defense that Cleveland is playing against them particularly the last couple of games you know when when Cleveland is down 3-1 and their backs are against the wall um, think about the adjustments that they have made and the shots that they have hit yes the main story clearly is going to be the just brilliance of LeBron James over the past couple of games uh, but their defense has set up some of those fast breaks and transition points and, and that stuff. You know, the, the, there's a lot that goes into this. So I don't know what Game Seven's going to be. I would love it if it wasn't a blowout. You know, and, and an overtime game would almost seem like a fitting thing. Given all these blowouts, how great would it be for Game 7 to be like an all-time historic OT, 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 bunch of threes, all this stuff, big shots, clutch shots. It would be great. I would love that, Shannon. Yeah, I don't know how much of a buyer of that I am, but I would love that. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's um, it's just amazing just how this series is just turned mm-hmm. by one act. Well, two acts. When LeBron stepped over Draymond and Draymond, you know, gave him a little tap, get off. NBA suspends him. And then you have just the awkward fall by Bogut in that game five when they're hanging tough really well with Cleveland at that point. And then once Bogut went out, it was it was over. And Cleveland just just attacked down low and they haven't stopped since. Did you really just go Whitfield? Yeah. But and this is the reference I told you to save earlier. It's been a while since we've been on, so I think the sports brew has to take the blame for Draymond Green because we haven't been able to tell him in a long time that, dude, you're winning game four. You're about to have the home court in game five to end it. Sometimes you just got to let that go, bro. Let it go. <laughs> just got to let that go. I mean, did he twist and pull? Are you telling me Draymond Green gave LeBron a reach around? <laughs> hey, it's a common courtesy. For I mean, grab around. life by the balls. I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I think, I think, unfortunately, Shannon Draymond may may have been combining two 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 sports brew songs in one. Maybe he was trying to help LeBron. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Draymond, you didn't you did have to give that's the not the right kind of assist that LeBron needs. I'm just just letting you know. Oh my god, Shannon, that's great. The rewind. Wow. Let it go.
Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I know. But, I you mean, know, just, I've, just, I've kind of missed hearing these bad soundbite drops. By the way, <laughs> so it's so stupid. But you just think about that. If he does, if he just stays there and just says, "All right, we're winning. I'm gonna," and these guys are business partners out off the court, so it's not like they can't. He can't call him up and be like, "Hey, dude, why'd you have to step over me?" You know, he could have called him up. Well, but now you give him the little the uh, tap on the balls. No, I mean, it, you know, Draymond Green's a, a guy that plays, you know, <laughs> quit playing with my emotions, man. Look, Draymond Green is definitely one of those spark plug kind of guys. He is. And, you know, I totally get that. But he's, he's the guy that you love him if he's on your team. You hate him if you're going against him. Right. But yeah. you, 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 ha- you walk a fine line. When you're that kind of guy, you walk a line between, you know, being inflammatory and being stupid. And what he did there was stupid, particularly at that stage of the game. Completely unnecessary at that point. And knowing that he was one flagrant yes. away from suspension. You know, he's trying to make sure Adams only has about 15 kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. You, he didn't need to go after LeBron's nuts, right? It, it was completely not necessary. That was a moment that, that got away from him. And then he had the extra swing, too. He deserved the suspension. Um, but with, with, it's, Without question, he deserved that. Uh, that's a cumulative thing. Adam Silver obviously has spoken about that. Uh, but if you, you hit somebody in the groin, I think if you hit somebody in the groin and in the face, it's like an automatic, you know what I mean? It, that That's yeah. that's flagrant, period. You, you just can't do it. Um, I, you know, we don't mind a little, uh, you know, hand check-in. I would say slap and tickle, but I think Draymond Green was trying to do the slap and the tickle. <laughs> it didn't work out so well. <laughs> Although I guess technically that's more like a slap and pickle. <laughs> Um, but you know, you, there's a line that you cross, and and Draymond, I think, got it just the emotions got the better of him. Business relationship aside, uh, that that was just stupid. It was just stupid. You just um, got to know the time and the place, man. I yeah. mean, you're NBA Finals. You're going to win that game. You got Game Five, dude. Just just get the chip and just call it a day. You right. Know? That that that's the ultimate way to get back and. He gets himself suspended, and then you have Bogut, who, who I forget which game, but he had a block party. He must, I think he had like five blocks in the first quarter of one of those games. And it was just crazy. Like they just kept going to the rim, and he just kept rejecting every shot that I don't, went up. I don't know how much love Bogut really gets. Um, but, I th- but I think over the back end of the series, you're going to get a different sense of appreciation. Uh, obviously, depending on what lineup Golden State wants to run with, uh, how important he actually was in certain capacities. You know, depending yeah, on the style I mean, they want to play. And, you know, uh, I was telling uh, Ian Reagan stopped by earlier to just visit. Um, and, you know, Ian and I were obviously talking basketball. Uh, we should have talk, th- talked about Derek, that Derek Rose of the Knicks trade rumor. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, good luck with that. Um, but, you know, it was like, dude, you know, think about what Le- LeBron has done the past couple of games, man. Not having Bogut in the middle is a huge, huge problem oh, for yeah. for Golden State. Huge, pro- especially with uh, uh, Iguodala with his you know, back spasms or whatever's going on with him. He's not right. You know, th- there's a lot going on. Losing Bogut, that w- whatever, what does he have a couple of bone bruises? Um, that was nasty. Yeah, I mean that that look. You know, he's lucky that wasn't worse than that for sure. I mean that's a really weird, awkward plant twist. Oh. You know his, you know I think they that's somebody that height too, dude. Yeah, it's, I it's, think that's like referred to what your leg going past absolute zero where it's supposed to stop. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm sure that hurt like a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, I don't. He doesn't get a lot of gloss. It's really the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green. But not having Bogut in the middle softens them up a lot, in my opinion. And LeBron, yes, he's been an absolute beast the past couple of games. But think about the dynamics of what they can do when it, if you don't have Bogut as a rim. We're talking about his blocks, but. You know, it's the threat of what he can do. It's clogging up the middle. It's being a rim protector. It's these other things. And now they don't have that as an option at all. Right. Absolutely. And it just, as much as people want to say it's becoming a guard league, if you got that big guy that can protect the rim, you know, that's that's a luxury. That's why big men will still go higher in the draft than a lot of guards. Is it becoming a guard-oriented league for guys that can hit threes? Absolutely. But to still have that big guy that can alter shots and get rebounds and putbacks is is huge. And when you got that seven-foot guy out the way, um, I mean, you got Tristan Thompson, you got Kevin Love. Well, Kevin Love is like, what's that Clay Aiken song? He's um, invisible. <laughs> invisible of this series. Um, nice. But, I mean, he's a power forward. He should be able to get down low. LeBron, obviously, I mean, gone 41 two games in a row. I mean, that's just, it's just insane. And I think a lot of diehard NBA fans are finally like, yes, this is what we've always wanted to see out of LeBron. Because he's always, you know, the 25, 9, and 8 guy. He likes to pass a lot more. But him dropping 40. Uh, points two games in a row. I mean, that's that's pretty freaking beast mode. And Shannon, that's... by the way, this is your fault. I just want you to know that. Yes, I, I accept full responsibility. <laughs> anyway, Clay Aiken reference plus one. <laughs> You add him to that lineup, D Stat. <laughs> Which lineup? The 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 D Stat Dead concert. Oh, there you go. Uh, Clay Aiken can be the opener. <laughs> Perfect, man. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, look, in Game Five, you know, this is a game score, so it's a stat. It's meant to consolidate box score numbers in the finals, or just uh, meant to consolidate box score numbers. Okay. In Game Five, LeBron posted the third highest game score in the finals since 1983. And in Game 6, LeBron posted the highest game score of the era. Uh, number 2 is Tim Duncan in Game 1 of the 2003 Finals. Uh, but look, his combined game score for, for <laughs> the last two, it's 81.7, is absolutely the highest by an individual in consecutive final games. It's ridiculous. And so when you go back and you look at some of like, the reference numbers for this, um, since 83, all right, I've got a list of every time somebody posted a combined game score of at least 60. And just think about some names that you would anticipate being on there. Jordan. Absolutely. Uh, Magic. Yeah, Jordan's on there. Magic's on there. Mm Mm-hmm. Throw another couple. Uh, Shaquille. Shaquille is on there a bunch. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, I don't think is on there. Let me scroll back up. Not in in this top. All right, name the ones you said. You know, top 16. We just had like a – I should have gone Mike Francesa. uh, One – uh, two, uh, three, it's just on that. Um, so LeBron James is at the lead of that. Then you've got Shaq, Jordan, Jordan, Shaq, Shaq, Magic, Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Jordan, Magic, Shaq, Carl Malone, LeBron, LeBron, Larry Bird. And Larry Bird at the bottom is 60.2. 
LeBron James wow. at the top is 81.7. The closest wow. is Shaq at 71.4, and then Jordan right behind him at 69.6. But, you know, the, again, the point here is just how dominant uh, in Game 5 and Game 6 LeBron James has been. So the, yeah. these are considered the, the best consecutive NBA final games in the modern era. Here's the thing. After Draymond hits him, mm-hmm. you know, and called him a bitch and all that, um, a lot of the Warriors players, you know, were, were making comments. And you, you know how LeBron is. You know how sensitive he is. But you don't ever want to awake a sleeping giant. You know, you, you lost Draymond for game five, okay. But don't motivate him more than he needs to be motivated. Look, they, they made some bad decisions. All right, uh, Clay Thompson talking about LeBron James can't handle a little trans talking. What quote? I guess his feelings just got hurt. Bad idea. Um, you know, you know, and J- James is very much like Peyton, I think, in this regard, where he knows kind of how to work the media. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily give them a lot. Now, James on the court, every once in a while, you'll see something kind of pop out. Uh, whoa, that sounds a little dirty. Um, <laughs> You'll see well, it did last year in the finals. As a matter of fact, you're right. <laughs> the Ladong Show. <laughs> the Ladong Show. That's right. That's right, dude. I had forgotten about that. Thanks for reminding me. It's showtime. Yeah, the the Dong Ladong Show. <laughs> Whitfield. I didn't realize he was on. Who knew? Who knew? Hey, Whitfield. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Nuts and balls and uh, Clay Thompson. Is, is that English? <laughs> we're not going there yet. I haven't had enough uh, to drink. Okay. But um, anyway, but yeah, you got Clay Thompson talking about that stuff. Uh, and then it's, you know, when LeBron blocks, uh, you know, Curry late in that game, when he gets that block, I mean, you can see, like, LeBron's like, yeah, there you go. Y'all, you know, running, you know, dumping this hate on me in the press conferences. Here you go. But I think LeBron very much understands there's certain players that know how to work the media and work the system. And, you know, people don't necessarily look at them as the bad guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and LeBron, LeBron gets a lot of criticism but and they call him Le Bitch and Le Queen and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they call him soft. But I don't think people look at LeBron as the bad guy. He had a little bit of that when he left to go to Miami. People hated on that. But you know what I mean? You don't really vilify LeBron, I don't think. You you may criticize his finals record. That's not the same thing as vilifying him the player, him the person. Right? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, He's never been in trouble with the law. Right. You know, you he's know. always been a, a positive guy. So, I mean, uh, other than the Miami going away for college for four years, craziness that went on. <laughs> going away to college. That's funny. Not one, not yeah. two, not three, all that stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. that turned a lot of people off. But I think him going back to Cleveland obviously got a lot of people back liking him again. And um, it's just one of these things is can – he actually lead Cleveland to a champion. Can the freaking city of Cleveland get a championship? That that's the thing. You know, it it almost feels like the Red Sox Yankees two thousand four in a way. You know, like you just thought the Red Sox were dead, and then all of a sudden they come back to tie it up, and then Game Seven they crush the Yankees. Now I don't think that's going to happen Game Seven with Cleveland Golden State. It's going to be competitive as hell. Um, I hope. Yeah, we hope. I hope. Um, you know, for sure. 
But and I hope I hope both teams are at their best. I really do because that's that's the only way to settle it. Well, I I will say I, I do think given what's happened in Game Five and Game Six, some of the sound bites and some of the things and the baby bottle emojis and all that crap that we saw, you're not seeing any of that out of Golden State right now. No. Okay. So for real, they are. <laughs> I feel like LeBron was totally and the Cavaliers were totally Sam Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. I don't break that soundbite out very often. I don't. I love it. It's power. You know, I mean, it, it, Pulp Fiction is like my jam, right? <clears throat> Great stuff. And I love Sam Jackson in that movie. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. But if there's any, like, when you're looking at that replay of LeBron crushing that, crushing that block, crushing oh, that yeah. ball out of there, can't you just, don't you want that narrated by Sam Jackson? That would be phenomenal. Like, how fantastic would that be? B, you know what I mean? It's it's, oh. it's kind of like that. So that that rage face that's going on <laughs> is fantastic. Right? Quick side note, yeah. Props to ESPN and TNT for letting Craig Sager work the finals. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that was just a brilliant move, and I applaud that. Oh, absolutely, and uh, that's that's something I wanted to touch on as well. We'll circle back to that. Okay. Um, I love this jacket, by the way. Love this jacket. Um, yes. But think about some of the things that got said here. So you know, you got Clay Thompson kind of dumping on them. And, uh, of course, you know, LeBron talks about taking the high road. And then Aisha Curry, you know, get jumps in the fray, uh, tweeting out, high road, invisible bridge. He used to jump over said person when open floors available, left to right. Obviously, you know, talking about him going over uh, Draymond. You got Spades tweeting out the uh, baby bottle emoji. I mean, there's a lot of layers to this, you know. And <laughs> fair or not, man, fair or not, one of the things that you're seeing that's different from, say, last year to this year I'm not anti-Golden State, but keep in mind, there's a certain point in time where teams kind of flip. They're no longer the underdog. They're not the new kids on the block. They're a little bit more established. And there's a certain time where, you know, you look at a team and, and there's a certain kind of cockiness. There's a certain kind of swagger. There's a certain, there's a certain almost kind of like degree of asshole that they get, right? And there are bits and pieces of Golden State, particularly after the regular season, that I think you've seen manifest, whether it's the fan base, the team, the media's treatment. There's a little bit of a lashback right now. Whether that's fair or not, that's for, you know, people, you, you figure it out on your own. But I'm telling you, it's there. It's yeah. there. Particularly with how vocal um, some of the players, some of the players' wives, uh, some of the coverage, some of the things that have been said, when you haven't finished. And they didn't finish. But they, you know what I'm saying? And again, I'm not anti-Golden State. Mark's like making faces like, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, I'm not anti-Golden State, but they've come across as uber cocky. And it's funny to me to think that they were, you know, to be the team that was down 3-1, to one, to come back and beat the Thunder, and then be up 3-1 to one against the Cavaliers. Dude, you just did it to somebody. You should know it can be done. Irony. Why don't you go ahead and finish before you start running your mouth to that degree? I think it was a mistake. Now, they're going to be at home. If they win this game seven, none of it really matters. But if they lose this game seven, mm. oh, my God, they're going to get roasted. And one of the things, that, again, when you, when you contrast this year to last year, I like Golden State, but that's a cocky team. They preen, they prance, they show off a lot when they're, when, you know, when they're hitting their threes and they're playing their game. They're, they're, they like to celebrate. They act big time. It's a, it's a fun game to watch, dude. 
You know, I get that. The flow of the game, I, I, I enjoy it for what it is. But when you have that degree of success, you're that brash, and you talk smack, there's always a point where people will push back a little bit. Some of it's just the excessive media coverage. Some of it's, well, you know, hey, if you screw up, you got to own it. Uh, the other thing is when you're that strong, but then you start falling apart, dude, we in America, man, we, we love you on the, on the ascent and we'll trash you on the descent. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. So I find it to be a fascinating kind of side tangent to how the NBA finals are going. And I think there is a little bit of lashback. Some of it's not the team's fault. Some of it's just because of the gloss and the media coverage. But I do think that's there. And because of that, that brings a different degree of pressure for Game 7 for them. Do you get what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense. It does. Mark, you look like you wanted to say something. I tell you what, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you think, let's take a break, because we're at 37. Let's take a quick break, and we'll get to the thoughts of D-Stat on Golden State. <laughs> Golden State fan. <laughs> no, you know, and, and I like Golden State. I'm just oh, saying. I know, you, I know you did. No, my yeah. face is wearing a Jew. I had an annoying, noisy up, upstairs neighbor. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, okay. Well, it just yeah. coincided really. It was really convenient that yeah. it coincided with that, that part I'm of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you look funny all the time. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It's true. I do. It is. No, it's all good. It's all good. So we'll take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we'll talk some more about uh, the perception of Golden State and the pressure of Game 7, uh, which I, I, I think it's going to really define – Yes, because it's the, obviously, somebody has to win. But how they respond, how they play in Game 7, if they seal the deal, it will redefine, you know, that team. And it puts them in the upper echelon when you talk about the all-times. Because then they've, they've had to overcome a lot of adversity. Injuries, uh, you know, a Cavaliers team that has, has really, LeBron's played out of his mind the past couple of games. Uh, and they haven't they haven't been themselves. So if they if they get back to that and they play their game, they absolutely can win Game Seven. But I think the pressure that comes along with it at this point, and the media coverage, and a little bit of the lashback and pushback, uh, I, I think they have the chance to control their story again. It's gotten away from them a little bit, and how they play, I think, has been a reflection of that. Uh, but we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, and we'll dig deep with Dstat. That's what she said. Anyway, as always, we're the sports. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Brady, well, Brady Loves Funnel Cake is dead, I think. Uh, sorry, guys. Yeah. Spark Sports, LiveSportsCaster.com, uh, Google Play, and a couple other things. Look, Radio keywords, Blitz. Sports Brew, it's what it is. Uh, and, of course, obviously, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Just look up either Sports Brew or VA Sports Brew, and you will find us. Anyway, we will be right back on the flip side. We'll, uh, we'll get right back to it. Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes. Ugh. Anyway, we're back, and we did not get kicked in the nuts. Draymond Green's not in the basement. Our balls are intact. Actually, before we Uh-oh. get to... <laughs> yeah, Shannon, you are right. We did say... <laughs> actually, several times. You said balls. We did say balls a lot. There was one thing I thought was great. Let me see if I can dig this thing up. Because, uh, Mark, we need to obviously get to some things we were talking about. Uh, we had a setup for you, which I think is super important. Uh, yet again, I have way too many tabs open. That's usually what happens with me. Um, <laughs> so let me see if I can dig this one up. Because uh, it was a Meta World piece. Okay, here I go. Here we go. Found it. Um, one of the things that popped up was uh, Aisha <laughs> Curry talking about, you know, granted she was tweeting, like, <laughs> emotionally, right? It's always dangerous, man, in the heat of the emotional moment. Emotional tweeting. Emotional no. tweeting. It usually gets you in trouble. Put um, the cell phone down. 
put the cell phone down and just process things for a momento. It's okay. Step outside, enjoy some fresh air. But I loved, I loved it, and I don't know how many of you saw this, but I loved Meta World Peace talking about. Um, <laughs> he was explaining. He used a whiteboard to explain how the NBA Finals are not rigged, and <laughs> I just loved this. So here you go. This is this is Meta World Peace on is the NBA rigged? All right, the NBA is not rigged. What you can't do, you can't kick in the in the nuts, okay? Because it's gonna put your team at a deficit, and then when you're up three one, right? Instead of being up four one. The actual, the, the testy hit could get you suspended, so now you're over here and you can't really go see the game. So now it's, oh, now it's 3-2. Then Bogut gets hurt. Unfortunately, he didn't get hit in the nuts, but he got hurt, right? So now it's 3-3, okay? And now everybody's crying. Don't cry. All it is is it's 3-3. But I like how he said Bogut didn't get hit in the nuts. <laughs> I like that. Um, but I, I love Meta. I know, I know you couldn't couldn't see it. it. It's pretty funny. You ought to pull that thing. Uh, but just look up Meta, Meta World Peace in a whiteboard, uh, and he draws like circles as, as just two big balls <laughs> kicked to the nuts. <laughs> I thought it was great. When Meta World Peace has to explain to you why the NBA is not rigged. You've probably taken it a step too far. You've played in a sports beer drinking game at this point. Yes, yeah. I think you have. So, oh, and also we were talking about um, like three points with uh, the Cavs and, and the Warriors. Uh, we do have to obviously give a nod to uh, you know Curry setting a record for three pointers and in, in just in the NBA Finals. Uh, yeah, obviously we're going to a game seven. He's going to get some more, but just keep in mind. He made his 28th three-pointer of the 2016 NBA Finals, and that is a new record for threes. Okay, he uh, <laughs> he just eats one past uh, Danny Green with the 2013 Spurs. Uh, but top three, St- uh, Steph Curry with 28, obviously this year. Uh, Danny Green with 27 in 2013, and, and Curry with 25 in 2015. So it's a pretty impressive list when you look when you look at it. Man, I love seeing like Robert Ory. God, that guy with those. Uh, big shot Bob at the end of this, some of those things, man. And Reggie, there's some great names on this list, man. Reggie Miller, Shane Battier is one I wouldn't have necessarily thought of. John Starks, that's going old school. Uh, Dan Marley, there's a fun one. Wow, but yeah, good stuff, man. LeBron James is on there, and you know there, there, it's a hodgepodge. Kobe Bryant in uh, 2010, Reggie Miller in 2000. Hey, uh, what good team stuff. was Marley on that he got to the finals? Uh, I know Phoenix. Phoenix never made it. No, it, it, 93 with Phoenix. Oh, 93 with Phoenix? Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. 93 with Phoenix. You're going way back. You're going way wow. back. But, yeah, 93, 93. Yeah, that's right, because he was an all-star in uh, 92. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So, good stuff. Anyway, yeah, that that's a lot of balls. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, Mark. So, we talked a lot about uh, kind of this, this kind of setup with Golden State and with, uh, you know, Cleveland. And, you know, we've certainly dumped on – we do a lot of football here at the Sports Brew. We're, we're football-centric, football-heavy um, for sure. So we certainly have talked about Cleveland and the factory of sadness. Uh, but that's one of those sports towns that almost feels kind of cursed <laughs> in its own way. Um, oh, yeah. And, I, you know, look, I'm not saying they're going to win game seven. There's certainly an opportunity there. But it's a lot to go into Oracle and win. I, I mean, that, that's a big ask. But – 
you know, when you look at the finals, you look where it's at. First of all, I'm still blown away by the fact we got to Game Seven. Yeah, and I that, think a lot of us are. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. just if you're Golden State, you got to be. I'd say kicking yourself in the nuts, but it's just not the expression we really want to use. But <laughs> right, you got to be kicking yourself for letting it get to this point. So uh, let let's go with this. How the hell did we get here, Mark? Ah, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. That's uh. I'm not sure at this point that I fully, fully know know how to answer. Um, uh, a whole lot of craziness in the series. I mean, I, I really feel like, in spite of how not close any of the games have been by their final tally, I still feel like it's been a phenomenally entertaining series. I mean, certainly a whole, whole, whole lot of plot lines. I mean, it, I feel like it kind of reads like a soap opera almost, a basketball soap opera. But uh, in terms of, I guess the most the most concrete I would say is that yeah I think that's you know Cleveland got kind of riled up. Um, yeah, I, I I had no belief that just because Golden State you know kind of ran through them the first two games, I still there was not an ounce of me that was about to say all right this is going to go like four easy you know games for Golden State or maybe that gentleman sweep. I mean I. I definitely, even after the first two, I still was thinking, thinking seven. When Golden State went up three one, mm-hmm. all right, less less likely. I mean, I, I I thought that's, you know, Golden State would would likely take it down in game five at that point because they they didn't want to go back to Cleveland. They they they, didn't, they wouldn't you know wanted that. Of course, who does? So. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I think that's not clearly not having Draymond in Game Five was was huge. They did, sure. they they needed that defensive pressure down low. He's been doing a phenomenal job, and they just they just don't have anybody who's quite like him. Hey, look, they, we're gonna go Giles here. What if Draymond Green had played and Andrew Bogut didn't get hurt? <laughs> hey, it would it'd be over. We'd be look talking about the draft. I I, I would tend to agree. But uh, but you which know, is why Draymond needed to just let that go, <laughs> because I mean, you, when you're trying to beat somebody in a series, you, you right. can't, you just cannot let up. You cannot take your foot off the throat. And well, you can't be so worried about uh, dropping bombs in your post game pressers and lobbing baby bottle emojis at people that you get away from your game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. Like you were saying earlier, I think they they felt like they this series should be over now, and now they're pissed because it isn't. And here's the thing: the the legacy. Uh-huh. If they don't win on Sunday, they are not the greatest single season team in history. No, no, no. no. you got to finish. Got as, as fantastic as the season has been for them. If you don't finish, I mean, it's, it's a great work. season, but. Eh. All of that work, all I mean, from when they started camp in October, winning seventy three games, coming back three to one against Oklahoma City, you know, all those shots made, uh, you know, all the games won, uh, all of that goes down the tubes if they don't win that championship. I mean, yeah. th- think about all the teams that have been so good. You know, obviously, one of the easy references is the undefeated Patriots that year. You know, how different is that team's legacy if they beat the Giants? I mean, people, no matter who you are, you'd go, that's the best team that's ever played in the NFL because they ran the whole table. 
But you know what? Yeah. They didn't. So it's nice that they can hang their hat in the undefeated regular season, but I guarantee you they'd trade off, they'd trade off one or two or three of those wins or four. Hell, they'd, they could be a wild card team coming in if they'd finish. Six seed, as long yeah. as they win the championship, it don't matter. Yeah. You know, I, love, I, I love I love how often we get to reference that. It makes I, me happy. I know it. it I, I'd like to put that out there just for you. Think about all those good Atlanta Braves teams that oh. just couldn't finish. You know what I mean? There, and there's there's so many teams that have been so good and just Buffalo Bills. Oh my God! Yeah, the, the Vikings, the Bills. I mean, my God, the the Knicks back in the freaking Bulls era. You know, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't get rings, whether it's thanks to you know, the Cowboys or the Bulls or the Yankees or somebody, you know, that, that just was in their way. You know I mean, what I Jerry mean? Jerry West is like one in eight yeah, in the NBA and, finals. And, and, and Jer- I think it was the Celtics that kept them from getting rings. It well, was, look. I'll, I'll tell you if I, I – Go ahead. I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but I know one, one, one big thing I said, Kevin, because I feel like I kind of – I've spoken a lot of platitudes. I didn't really give any specifics on what I think changed or, or how we're here. Uh, Kyrie Irving <laughs> is an enormous one because he was completely missing in action in the early games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what was going on, but he just wasn't wasn't there. And you know, now I mean, he is just playing some unbelievable basketball. I mean, he, he's he is hitting contested shots. He's playing confidence, and he, he's he's you know playing a, ble- a great uh, you know Robin to LeBron's Batman, where you know he can he's not afraid to shoot in anywhere. He, he, he's finding his, his his space. He's finding his shots. And uh, I just I think they're 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 actually they're capitalizing very much on, on things that they should be. It right. sucks the bug is not there, but what happened when he wasn't there for game six? Tristan Thompson is just able to, you know, dominate in the paint, get all the rebounds he wants, you know, just 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 eat up everything down there. And there's there's little that, that Golden State was able to do in game six. They're gonna have to figure out a way to, to control that in game seven. Uh, but there's that and then game five without Draymond. I mean, that, they, yeah, can Harrison just, just take, Barnes take hit a basket. shot? Can Harrison Barnes hit a shot? Uh, that I would love to see that. I mean, I what was he? Oh, for eight in Game anymore. Six, right? Oh, for eight. It, it's I'll tell you what, man. If he <laughs> if he flames out in Game Seven and somebody else offers him like a pretty good deal, if I'm Golden State, I, I may just yeah. Not thanks for the memories. It's, it sucks because I mean, a, a good a good Barnes playing as I think he's capable of. He's a he's a quality player. It's so like it's, Barnes and Kevin Love, man. Like those guys just have no confidence right now yeah no i think you're absolutely right well and, you know Bar- barnes looked like there were some times where he had and they were just letting him take shots late that game they're like okay uh-huh. go for it man um but it's just i don't know that you can watch a player and you know when they're feeling their stroke right you know when they're feeling it because they'll go ahead and stop pop and go and then there are times where somebody has a shot and they hesitate and they don't take it and you know right. what's in their head and at some point with with Barnes and I, I, look, I, he's had bad spots and he's he's bounced back. I mean, obviously, anytime we talk about sports, players can have you know dips in performance in bad games, right? Whether you're a batter or you're a quarterback or you're, you're a basketball player and taking shots, whatever. But dude, dude, if you're gonna bounce back, you sure as hell better bounce back in Game Seven, man. Yeah. Oh and my I mean, god. I, mean, I, I think I think what's what's I mean, obviously, there's I mean the the, the pressure. I mean. <laughs> It's, it'd be stupid to say the pressure is just on Golden State. It's Game Seven. The pressure's on everybody. Sure, but there's certainly far more pressure on Golden State because of where we're coming from. And I think that the fact that you know, in Games One and Two, like there were still, I mean, honestly, not just a little bit. I mean, I think there were a lot of things that I would say from a 
objective fans standpoint, and I'm sure from for Kerr as a coach as well, there are still plenty of things that Golden State was doing badly. They they just they the Cleveland couldn't you know, hit the broad side of a barn, and you know Golden State was you know hitting more than enough threes that you know kind of covered up for it. They're not. They don't have that anymore. They don't have that luxury of well, we're, you know, we still can probably hit. Yeah, you know, and, and and they may hit a multitude of threes, but I just feel like Cleveland is playing so much better basketball that they they can't do some of the things I think they're getting away with earlier. Which to me, largely was, I feel like Clay, unfortunately, in my opinion, is the worst culprit of this. But times where he's just you know gets to is I'm just going to shoot it from anywhere, and there's nobody under the basket to rebound. So it's either I drill it or it's an immediate giveaway. Uh, the turnovers, obviously, that you know, just just you know, sometimes they rack up, you know, and and, and there's there's some quality defense there, but there's some just just terrible decisions they make. I mean, my favorite Golden State is when they're 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 moving the ball. I mean, they do need right. to move the ball and pass it around, and they they can do it with the best of anybody. But there's times they just get so careless and just give away, you know, not just a, a turnover, but a turnover that leads to an easy you know breakaway. Well, and that's one of the things that's tricky with with uh, you know the Cavaliers, man, because you know, they are playing good defense. And they got a lot of just fast break opportunities, man. A lot of transition stuff, and they finished, right? Yeah. You know. And if you're going to cough up easy points, if you, you know, here's the thing with Golden State, man. When they're making it rain from beyond the arc, it's almost like, well, fine, screw it, dude. If you want, we'll trade you these three for twos because you're not going to be able to keep up. But right. when you're not hitting the threes or you're normal, you know, and not superhuman from beyond the arc, dude. That kind of stuff sets up for the other team. Look, we were talking about Tristan Thompson. He was six for six in game six. Okay. <laughs> Incidentally, nobody had attempted more shots and made them all in the last 15 years. Six for six was a great night for him. Okay. Harrison Barnes was 0 for 8 in game six, and he was 2 for 14 in game five. Wow. That's atrocious. Can't do By the that. way, in 2015, Harrison Barnes in game three was 0 for 8. <laughs> <laughs> so he has two of these in the finals and back to back, man. Overs. <sighs> or at Shannon, remember? Zero point zero. <laughs> yeah. And uh, warmer. Yeah, what what are that I think I mispronounced guy's name earlier. Spates? Is that what it is, Mark? Uh yes, Marie, yeah, yeah. Marie Spates. Ma- Marie Spates. Sorry about sorry about that, dude. Bruh. Sorry about that, bruh. I blame well, you. You know he's a big fan of the show, so I'm sure he appreciates <laughs> yeah. it. Hey, well, at least he didn't get the Garud Garad Gerard statement, you know, from back in the day. I don't think we've still ever gotten his name right. I don't. It doesn't. Is he even in the league anymore? No, I don't. Think so. <laughs> Who cares? <clears throat> but um, hold on. You know, go ahead. Peter Griffin has a statement. Oh, you know what, Shannon, you're right. Wow, hold on. Let me see if I can dig that up. Oh my God! Who the hell? Cares. You know who doesn't care? The people at Jostens that made Wade Phillips ring and misspelled <laughs> his name and called him Wade Peters. That's who didn't care. Really? How do you get somebody's name wrong on a Super Bowl ring? Freaking jackholes. What the hell is that? Wade Wade Peters. You know he's you know his players are totally gonna troll him. He's gonna be hey, it's hey, like his his porn name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Wade Peters comes up with the D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Co- What's up, Coach Peters? You know that's gonna happen. Um, no, that's yeah. gonna happen. It should. Man. It should absolutely. It should. should. Anyway, that was a that was a random aside. That's a fail. They they did fix it and send him another one. So he has a um he tweeted out a picture where he has both rings. So <laughs> he's got to send one back though. He's got to send one back. So you should anyway. give them the fail horn for that. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. How do you get that man's ring wrong? What on earth? <laughs> 
freaking fail buckets. But Jeez. anyway, all right, back to <laughs> that. My one of my other favorite lines this week, other than Wade Peters, was uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump to this because it was so good. Uh, after his, I just love the, the headline. After MVP season, Cam Newton says, "I haven't climaxed as a player." What? <laughs> <laughs> Who talks that way? <laughs> I was like, dude, you're killing me, man. Uh, AC, AC Green understands that. Yeah, uh, nice pull. Nice pull. Or, or, or as some players probably need to learn to do, nice pull out. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Rogers Cromartie. Anyway, I'm just saying. Hey, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Not Rogers Cromartie. Oh, wrong. Antonio. Don't you dare talk about my my, my Cromartie like that. I thought it was one of those Cromarties. <laughs> Don't they have like fifty kids. Oh, oh my bad. Uh, my apologies, du- Duger Cromartie. <laughs> 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 Who is it that's got like five million kids? Antonio Cromartie. And, yeah. Okay, exactly. my bad. And so I, I inserted Rogers Cromartie. My apologies. And I think his wife or girlfriend's pregnant again. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, but Cam Newton has not climaxed. Did get that man a vasectomy? <laughs> well, so I think he. I, thought, I think supposedly he had one, but it didn't take. <laughs> yeah, that's what you oh, know. That's right. That's, that's right. when you know you have. You are too legit to quit, dude. Well, you get a, a vasectomy, and you're just like, doesn't matter. Well, the boys, there's still some swimmers. <laughs> that that are you need after. to get a, that are you need to get yeah. a paternity test and be on Maury. <laughs> <laughs> as as what was it, man? Shannon, you were talking about Khloe Kardashian and OJ. Yeah. Who brought that up? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell oh, tell the story real quick. Go for it. <laughs> Somebody right, else so brought that up, man. Apparently, OJ Simpson has agreed to take a paternity test to see if he is Khloe Kardashian's father. My question is: Is does Mari Povich get to read the results? My, my, that would be phenomenal. That would be, be like the, the greatest. OJ on the, one side, the, Chloe, and then Mari going. OJ, you are not the father. There's two things, man. Number one, if ever there was a soundbite for OJ, this is one of them. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> That's one. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> Here's the other question that I think we need to answer in regards to the the Khloe Kardashian and OJ Simpson. Oh my God, who the hell uh-huh. cares? <laughs> Those two. Yeah. Why why would she want to be if if she was? I don't I don't know. Now you're supposed to know want to know who your parents are. That's fine. But as much as they love they love publicity, I, I'm sure they will make it as a public a spectacle as possible. Uh huh. Probably. Mari Povich has to read the results. There's no <laughs> other way. There's oh seriously, my God. there's no other. That would be fantastic. Oh, anyway, all right, all right, let's uh, let's tighten up here. Let's get back to sports. <laughs> let's, get, let's get back to what we need to be talking about uh, with Golden State. Oh my God, uh, Mark, Mark, Mark. All right, tighten up your thoughts on the on the Warriors, man. Game seven. Well, I mean, I, I think it for for me. I mean, I'll go simple for starters. I, I just think that there's the sole reason they lost. Game six was 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 the first quarter. I mean, they just, they weren't going to come back from that. You, the the highest scoring team in the in the league by a long shot, you know, scores eleven points in the first quarter. That just that cannot happen again. I mean, for so many reasons, for for confidence' sake, right? They need to come out come out strong out of the gates. 
Uh, again, Cleveland clearly is not going to roll over. I'm not pretending that I think you know we're going to see a flip flop like you know, 31 to 11 Golden State, but they you just you can't get away with 11 point quarter in, the, in no. Game Seven. No, uh, there was just no coming back. I, I think we we discussed briefly through in, the, in the chat, and I think that I did feel like there was some you know, refereeing disparity. I hated yes. the the foul out. You know, foul six on, on Curry. That's me. He went for a steal and then just kind of got in front of LeBron. LeBron kind of plows through him and, you know, they give him, you know, number six. But Steph being out there for the last four minutes, I mean, that, it, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, maybe it would have gotten slightly closer, but, you know, they, they weren't winning that game at that point. So, unlikely. Yeah, unlikely. extremely unlikely. Well, so, I mean, they, just, they, they so. have to come, come out so stronger, so much stronger. I don't understand what, what led to the first quarter uh, of last game, but that that's. That's the biggest thing for me that I'm really looking for. Confident, you know, first quarter where they play their game, where they move the ball, you know, where they're they're finding their shots. Because I mean, Cleveland was just shutting down every single option they were looking for, and it just it, it seemed like they just got way too frustrated way too quickly. Well, all right. So for the first quarter, right, uh, Golden State, yeah, 11 points. Uh, it's their obviously their season low. For, it's, it's the low for any quarter this entire season, by the way. Yeah. All right. Trailed by 20, largest deficit after the first quarter of this season. They shot 22.6%, lowest <laughs> field goal percentage in the first quarter of this season. Okay? I mean, everything everything was awful. The whole, whole first quarter was like classic sports brew BSE, man. And for anybody that's forgotten what BSE, that's Buttsuck Express. Okay? <laughs> <coughs> that's full BSE mode, man. Absolute no question. And, again, some of that is credit to the Cavaliers, Absolutely. and some of that is just Golden State. Where has your game gone? What happened to you? Uh, but late in that game, with around seven minutes left, Golden State was within – it was 86-79, man. It, that was a seven-point deficit. Seven-point seven deficit. Yeah, seven-point deficit. So, you know, Golden State, for all the issues that they had and for some of the big runs that Cleveland had, they had their opportunity even late in that game. If they could have really turned on the Jets – uh, they had an opportunity space, but it's like they they had enough to close the gap, but they didn't have enough to, you know, get over the hump. And yeah. it's a lot to ask because it felt like uh, Cleveland would just respond, then they'd go on a run, you know. But it, I mean, what, I forget how much they tra- twenty four at some point. I mean, it was just they had huge deficits to make up, and it's just it's a lot to ask, man. It's a lot to ask. So about four, a little over four minutes left. Cavs are up ninety nine to eighty six. So, you know, here, here they are. They're down seven, and the next thing you know, they're down 13 again. And this is when Curry drives to the basket, and we get what I call the sit-your-ass-down block from LeBron. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, I think somebody missed a free throw or some crap. Shortly thereafter, that was the sixth foul and the flying mouth guard and the ejection. And before you know it, it's 110 to 89. So think about that. Seven minutes, around seven minutes left, it's 86-79. Within five minutes, it's 110 to 89. I mean, it, it was just it, – it was, it, it was a fourth-quarter meltdown. It was awful. Great for Cavaliers. You know, great yeah, I mean, I, great I think they, they, they definitely – yeah, we, we talk but, about foot on throat. I mean, I think yes. they absolutely, you know, f- f- fully get credit for that. They, they weren't going to let the, the Warriors – I mean, you can't you, – you typically aren't going to shut down the Warriors, keep, keep them totally silent. But they yep. they were not going to let them, you know, fully bring their way back. Uh, no. S- Smith, Smith was making threes. Uh, everybody was contribu- contributing, Dude. and they were just determined not not to let the Warriors back in the game. Yeah, signature moment to that game, I think, to obviously LeBron's block of Curry, but that's late. Yeah. 
Uh, but I loved, 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 loved. I want to say it started with a Kyrie Irving steal, and then it ended up with J.R. Smith, and then he lobbed it up for uh, LeBron James for that alley. That was just disgusting. Yeah, it was. Because I mean, that was a Kyrie steal, wasn't it? Yeah, I uh, yeah, so. yeah. So I mean, that that was filthy. Yeah, it was. There were that, some filthy passes oof. in that game. I mean, LeBron. LeBron had a couple of really slick and very oh, sick Tristan, passes going. Oh. Yeah, he he had some smoothness going on, dude. Uh, it just nasty. And by the way, I wanted to say uh, uh, I didn't use this line because we were talking about this stuff earlier tonight uh, pre-podcast, and you know who thought this was going to get to Game Seven, and I, so I wrote a note to myself, and this is for you guys. And I, I, I didn't realize Randy wasn't going to be part of the show tonight. He's having computer problems. So we'll see when he gets back uh, in it. Uh, granted, he's not an NBA guy anyway, but uh, that's okay. Uh, he's our researcher. Remember, fellas, he's the researcher. But I thought it was kind of funny. We were talking about, you know, Game 7 and all that crap. And I was like, oh, man, hell, Randy thought the whole series was a Kaepernick. Oh, wait, I meant joke. <laughs> so I think, I think Kaepernick should be like our alternate word. That's for you, Giles. I think Kaepernick should be our alternate word for, like, joke. I do. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, anyway, look, Cavaliers are the third team to force a Game 7 after trailing in the finals 3-1. to one. Um, Game seven is going to be huge. Or as Donald Trump might say, huge! Um, huge. huge! You know, uh, I think it's going to be incredible. Stephen A. Smith was going absolutely bonkers at the end of Game Smith. <clears throat> and, I, you know, I'm not huge on that guy, but I think that, you know, that kind of boisterous, kind of like over-the-top crap, it, it's almost fitting. For this to actually to make it to Game 7 is ridiculous. Golden State, as far as I'm concerned, really needs to take a hard look in the mirror. You know, again, massive kudos to Cleveland, massive kudos to, to the Cavaliers, uh, to Lou and, and to the players, to LeBron James for digging out of this hole and forcing a Game 7. I'm a big believer that, you know, uh, Game 7s are different. If you're in a, And if you're in a hole and you dig your way out of it, if you're the team that forces a game seven, particularly when you've been down, it flips it because it, it's one. You don't have to worry about winning multiples. It's one game. You've put, you flipped the script if you want to use that line, and you've put a certain amount of pressure on the other team. Yes, there's pressure on both teams. That's absolutely true. But it's, it's Cleveland that's turning the screws. And it's really how does Golden State respond? If Golden State plays their A game, they should win. But will they? Because they haven't the past couple of nights. Now, granted, I'm hard-pressed to see them to continue to have those issues. Are we still going to see Steph struggle in certain spots? Are we still, or is he going to have to go Davidson mode and try to take over the game again? Are we going to see Clay continue to miss shots? Can Harrison Barnes hit some damn shots? You know, how, how's uh, Iggy's back, right? You know, is he still having back spasms? You know, there's a lot of stuff here. How how do the you know how's the officiating? Look, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I <laughs> the officials did Golden State very few favors the other night in Game Six. I'm not saying the NBA is rigged, but that was a poorly officiated game. Very inconsistent. It was inconsistent, but I mean, Kevin Love picked up some really cheap ass fouls. Oh yeah, I mean, mean the one the one where he got out of the way, and I mean barely yeah. his shoulder uh, barely yeah. touched the guy. That, that, I mean that, that was horrendous. They blew the whistle that on was, anticipated contact that didn't happen. Yeah. And that's just not supposed to happen. It's, uh, you hear me complain about it in the NFL all the time. The ref ref calling what they think 
they saw or what they think happened rather than what they actually right. saw. You that, can't do that. That's an anticipatory whistle. Yeah. That was um, terrible. So what we're saying is that these referees need to break free of those habits, right? <laughs> wow. Look at Shannon throwing down on the stuff. Oh my God, he's not rusty. <laughs> that one in the back pocket. Did you? <laughs> you better... I don't know, man. They better hope LeBron isn't breaking free all over the middle with no bogut. This is true. Yeah. LeBron James. They also better hope that Draymond Green doesn't have to try to, you know, break his fist free of LeBron James's nuts. Did I just call him Draymond James? Did I say Draymond? Draymond. <laughs> did I say Draymond James or did I say Draymond Green? I don't even know. Either way, you get you yeah, obviously yeah, get tell the point. your uh, cousin um, Justin that he needs to chill out. Which one? Draymond Green. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Draymond, man, look, chill out, or you're gonna be making a whole bunch of sandwich commercials. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a nut in peanut butter. Come on, man, chill out. Stop. I mean, you know, I mean, of course, there, there's there's a billion things that's beautiful about a game seven. I, I uh, I'll make a, a baseball reference. I mean, what's you know, always great when a baseball, you know, playoff series or especially World Series, you know, get to a game seven. You know, there's basically nothing's off the table. I mean, right. if, all know, hands on deck. All hands on deck. You know, in the baseball pitchers. You know, any pitcher, starting pitcher, could come in. You know, and pitch a pitch an inning. You know, in the fifth or sixth, if they need to, the starting pitcher could go five or six, could go one or two. If he's not working. I think the absolute same applies for the NBA, especially especially come finals. So. I mean, if, if Barnes isn't cutting it early, he might just go on the bench and not see, you know, hardly another minute, you know, unless they absolutely have to. Um, again, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they're going to, you know, try to handle Tristan Thompson, but they, they've got to try to do something different. I mean, they just cannot yeah. let him dominate, no. you know, the boards, as we've talked about all along. I mean, this there's there's a disparity in rebounding, especially offensive rebounding. There's nothing that Golden State can do that. Do about that, but you just you can't let Tristan Thompson just control everything down there like he did. That's that's not going to right. Work. Well, well, some of that is you know, hey, look, if 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 they're hitting their shots, it's different. But you know, at some token, if you're not if you're not hitting your shots, man, don't just be jacking everything up when you can't get a excuse me can't get a damn rebound. Right. You know what I mean? Don't feed into don't feed into that. Don't no. feed into that. Be you know, take some smarter shots. Now, granted. You know, that's a team that plays a little reckless at times. You know they've got they've got the bravado, uh, and and I you know when they're on their game, they are so amazingly fun to watch. And sometimes I, I understand sometimes you got to shoot your way out of a funk. Believe me, I get that. But at the same token, you don't want to just jack shots up to jack shots up, particularly if you if you can have some better movement and set some other people up for some success. Uh, yeah. Now, depending on how this game gets officiated, how, how Game Seven gets called, uh, obviously Golden State's a you know a team for what their style is, for what their flow is when they're playing their best. Spacing matters. I think if if they really let the game be more physical, given the absence of Bogut, given the in you know the injuries, uh, you know the issues that Iguodala's having, I think if they really let them be more physical, it probably favors the Cavs a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it them a lot if it gets physical. Particularly yeah. if they're if they're gonna kind of let them kind of pull and hand check and grab. But if you're gonna do that, I will say this: if you're gonna let players be physical, 
can you not be super ticky tacky with the calls? Yes. You know what I mean? If you want to let them Please, go at game it, seven, let them play. Yeah, if you want to let them go at it, let them freaking go at it. You know that stupid ghost foul on Love, that weird ass. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, that was a good. Yeah, he got a little body on Kyrie, but I thought that was a good defensive play by Curry overall to get that steal. That's to me that eh, I didn't like that foul call. Didn't like that foul call. I thought that was you know a little heavy handed to the refs. A little heavy handed to the refs. And you can argue that, that Steph shouldn't have been so aggressive with LeBron at the back end uh, on that one. At the same token, you know, LeBron sold it really well. I don't think that's I, – I don't know. I don't believe that that was deserving of that call in that moment. It's just me. That being said, Curry, for whatever reason, was overly aggressive in a lot of areas of that game, so he racked up some fouls. But it's the inconsistent refereeing – the inconsistent calls that are more troubling. If you just took those as individual calls, maybe, you know, it's like one of those things. Maybe they're not a big deal. But with the feel and flow of the game, the officials, there are problems on the Cavaliers' side too, but it definitely feels inconsistent. They did Golden State no favors in that game. Does, it make, does that make a huge difference in the outcome? I'm not sure. <clears throat> but I can tell you definitively it didn't help Golden State. Like that, I know it may not, you know what I mean? It, it may not have been the deciding factor for Cleveland to win, but it sure as hell didn't help the Warriors. And I don't want to see that in game seven. I want to be able to like, I think it's really important to be able to when you, when you have a game like that <coughs> to know that a team won straight up. Sometimes, yeah, you have to overcome refereeing. Look, believe me, we're sports lovers. We get that, right? We understand that. But you don't want to walk away from a Game 7, the absolute deciding game, going, God, the refs really screwed the pooch on that. Yeah. It's just it's, – it, because that, that takes away from the game. Just, take, yeah, that you takes want it to away be about from the it. game and not the refs. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm still a believer that I like my referees to be invisible. You know what I mean? Make the calls, that, make the, <laughs> make the calls that you need to make, but don't insert yourselves into the game. And there's a difference. There's a difference. Just thousand, thousand, thousand percent. Yeah. Just ask, you know, Manti Teo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shannon, this one's for you. I cannot believe twice in one night we get Clay Aiken invisible. Oh, my goodness. I don't even remember where the, where the timestamp is that we need. How about this one? Oh, too far. Uh-oh, here you go. I bet Tim Donahue. That's so creepy, by the way. It is. It, it's a weird line. I bet Tim Donahue. Was it Donahue? Whatever the NBA ref was, it Tim Donahue? Yeah. The, I bet he wishes he'd dude. stayed invisible. Yeah, that gambling guy. I think he actually had a piece sometime in the last week or two that, that was talking about how the NBA is rigged. I, you know, maybe it is. I don't know. You know, maybe there's something to it. But you know, still, if you want to complain about it being rigged, can you hit some of your damn shots? <laughs> and and it, it, was it rigged when when uh, the Thunder? When the Thunder had some calls that goes against, I don't remember Golden State fans complaining about the NBA being rigged when they came back from three one against the Thunder. I don't remember hearing any of that. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I, of course, and we, we 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 all know. I'm just we saying. Just, we, we we don't want. I mean, there's always going to be, especially you know, uh, specific fans of, of of the team that loses. People are going to complain about the refs. It's 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 human nature. But the deal. I, I would I would like 
to think as a, as a whole we can enjoy the game seven without thinking, man, the refs really threw the pooch there. The refs yeah. really you know, did did you know, some, did somebody dirty. Let them let them play. Call the fouls that have to be called, but you know don't don't call the stupid hand checks. Don't call phantom fouls. Don't call things you think you saw. Call what you actually saw. And uh, I know I, I hope you know, as much as I you know, yes I'm the, I'm a Warriors fan I, I hugely want to see the Warriors you know win this game but I hope we get you know top level play from both teams I mean I, yes. I was trying to think I think it was Game Five you know as much I know obviously it didn't end well for the Warriors but that first half if I remember right of Game Five both teams were just playing just absolute like great A basketball I mean they you know Warriors were hitting from everywhere we're, we're doing the usual just just scoring at will but the Cavaliers were not you know letting them kind of pull away with anything right. I mean they were shooting lights out too I'm pretty sure that was game five it was the one without yeah, green yeah it was like 62 to 62 or 61 all at the half yeah I mean it was a ridiculous ridiculous scoring half I mean they you know it was just I mean the Warriors were just you know <laughs> they were playing their top top game but the Cavaliers were keeping up so that, you, know, you know the second that third quarter was when Bogey got the injury and yep yeah I mean, the, the series really turned on game, at the end of Game 4 when Draymond got hit LeBron in the nuts and then got suspended for Game 5. And then in the third quarter when Bogut had that injury in the third quarter when both teams were really just going off. I mean, those two things have really just Look, completely flipped the script on this series. What's the lesson, man? Don't hit another man in the balls. Nope. All right, don't do it. All right, Cam Newton hasn't climaxed yet. I guess he needs Gray- Draymond Green to hit him in the nuts. I don't know, okay? I don't know. Just, just ah, anger. Yeah, there's some anger. Anyway, I tell you what, man. We need to call our shots, and why don't we? Why don't we, we're gonna do a wrap up segment? It's about twelve thirty, so I know one's our target time. So why don't we take a break? We'll come back. We'll call our shots. We have a couple of things to wrap up with. Uh, we need to give a tip of the cap to Muhammad Ali, to Gordy Howe. We can call our shots for Game Seven. Uh, think about some other things you want to wrap up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, why don't we go ahead and do that? So we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll bang out segment three and shut it down for tonight. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, there you go. We're the Sports Brew. As always, good old, you know, what is that? I think uh, we need to call this. Oh, and you know what, Shannon? Honestly, we need a Father's Day moment. Yes. Because I'm going to, ladies, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> if any ladies actually listen to the Sports Uh-oh. Brew, ladies, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a pro tip from a dad of two children, and I bet Shannon will be able Ooh, what kind of what, a pro <laughs> tip? Not, not that tip, Shannon. Not that tip. <laughs> That's okay. That's just a pro, pro tip. <laughs> not a bro tip. A pro tip. <laughs> okay. Look. Put your jibba jabba. Okay. <laughs> MacGuffin. Shut your dang power hole. <laughs> we also need to make fun of Whitfield for what he said about Ali. So there we've got go. a couple oh, of things. Geez. Uh, but I've got a pro tip for uh, any ladies who are like, oh, what should I get, you know, my husband or my baby daddy or, you know, Mr. Cromartie? What should I get him for Father's Day? I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you a, a pro tip and uh, <laughs> no bro tips, okay? No bro tips. You don't need that. <laughs> anyway, we're the Sports Brew. We'll be right back in just a moment. Uh, as always, keywords, whatever it is, man, just look, Google, dude. Sports Brew, you'll find us, all the random things that cover us, but iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and... Uh, certainly, we're hosted on Podbean, so uh, you can track us down, and listen to it, download it, play it, share it, whatever, dude. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Uh, but we'll be back in just a momento. 
Yes, sir. I had to stretch the legs for another couple of minutes, but we are back, man. This is segment three. We're going to go ahead and do wrap up a clock, have some thoughts, and call our shots for game seven of the NBA Finals, man. So uh, I, I tell you what, let's tighten up a couple of things and then you know just totally crush this bad boy out. So look, man, game seven, huge deal. I think it's a great setup. And if you believe the NBA is rigged, then maybe you go, well, of course it's game seven, man. Uh, flip side of that is, look, if Golden State plays their A game, they should be able to bag this at home in Oracle and seal the deal and get it done. Uh, that being said, massive kudos to the Cavaliers for forcing Game 7. Uh, LeBron James has been historically good uh, to get here. And I think we, we would be remiss. We touched on it very early in the podcast. But Craig Sager, unbelievable to me that this was the first time he's been covering an NBA Finals. That seems so strange, doesn't it? That seems so weird, yeah. right? But I think we have to give a lot of dap for whoever was behind getting that to work out. I'm glad that they got that done. Uh, obviously, I hope Sager's with us a long time, but when you're in that, that guy's situation, you don't know how that's going to go. I mean, you just don't, man. And I think that, that that's a man that's put up a hell of a fight in the face of cancer uh, with chemotherapy, and he's got a lot of strength and a lot of perseverance um, to knuckle up and just keep going. Uh, I'm so glad that we saw him covering the finals. I'm so glad that he was rocking that absolutely fantastic jacket. That jacket was baller, dude. That jacket yes. was great. And I loved the post game. Hopefully, uh, I'll adjust the audio if it's not high enough. But I love the post game with uh, Sager and LeBron. Uh, first of all, I'm going to ask you a question. How in the hell did we go 30 plus years without getting a finals game? <laughs> that don't make no sense. But uh, I'm happy to see you, man. Much love and respect. And uh, I'm happy to be able to witness this in front of these fans. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot for entertaining me. Thank you, Mike. I love LeBron kind of turning the tables a little bit and just kind of, you know, grabbing a hold of, of Craig Sager and, and, and giving him a little bit of gloss there. I, mean, I thought that was super appropriate. Also loved the um, the moment he had just in the arena with the fans where they were giving, you know, giving, giving Craig a bunch of love. I thought that was nice to see. So kudos to whoever was, you know, helped orchestrate that. Uh, that's one of those times that it, it's the right thing, right? Yes. It may not be your network. It may not be what you normally do. But for someone that has the ties that he does to the game, that's had the career that he's had, that fans like as much as they do, uh, you know, and, and just that that dude's style is part of his legacy. You know what I'm saying? You may hate that guy's jackets or whatever or his shoes or his outfits, but that's part of his deal, man. That's part of his shtick. That's part of his persona. And as far, I love it. And I'm so glad that, that, that they pulled that off for him. So glad they pulled that off for him. Shannon, I, I know you're a fan of, of Sager, so you know what you got for me on that? Dude, I, I, you covered it, man. I just The players and the coaches respect him so much. And uh, it, it, I agree with LeBron. I mean, 30-plus years in this business, and this is his first finals. I mean, it's, it's like Dick Vitale never having called the Final Four. I mean, it's like... Can we can we just make the exception and just get him there one day? Yeah, have him and Raftery onions, hustle, <laughs> baby. I mean that would be phenomenal. Like I, I, we were happy that Raftery got the final four, right? The onions call, but you know it's just those guys that like make the game fun, like during the regular season, uh, the postseason tournaments, obviously. But when they get to be on the biggest stage. And you get just 
the guys that just understand it and get it and just see Sager there. I, I yeah, I, goosebumps. Um, just so happy for him, and um, obviously just the right thing to do. I'm glad that TNT and ESPN got together to do that for right. him. Um, do we know if he's covering Game Seven yet? Not sure. Haven't seen anything on that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you want to look really, really quickly, by all means, go for it. Uh, I will say one other thing that was really cool, and I told you I was going to play this. Let me go ahead and pull this up. Uh, hype some, video. Say what? The hype video. Yeah, dude. Somebody made and massive dap to whoever did this. There's a fake NBA on NBC intro to get you pumped up for Game 7. And obviously, we all lived through the 90s in a point that we remember it. <laughs> yeah. Other than Mark, who's 21. But Shannon and I certainly remember the NBA on NBC. And you do yourself a favor. If you're, if you're not familiar with this, just go to YouTube and look up NBA on NBC and some of, the, some of the stuff. It's great. So this is a nice little throwback. And somebody took, uh, you know, obviously contemporary stuff with the Cavs and the Warriors and they just, they just did this mashup with Bob Costas and the old NBA on NBC theme. It was freaking fantastic. I did tweet it out earlier, but I got to play it. Uh, Mark, if you hadn't heard this, dude, this one's for you, bro. Game seven. Two words filled with anticipation and a history of drama. And now this season comes down to that one game. Game seven. Two leaders, two of the best the game has known, and now one game remains. One game, one winner, one NBA champion. Where's Jordan? Where where is Jordan? I like I like how the announcer's like, This is the NBA on NBC. Dude. Is game game happening tonight? Yeah, that is so good, man. So good. Whoever made that, dude, salute o'clock to you. Yeah. That was great. Dude. Loved that. Speaking of salute o'clock, uh obviously we have a lot to wrap up with. Uh, fairly quickly, I, th- that's also a pro tip for uh, Chrome, uh, <laughs> Chrome Artie. Uh, <laughs> lots to wrap up with. You apparently need it. Anyway, let, let, oh my God. let's go ahead and do the salute o'clock, man. Uh, I've been enjoying very many Captain and Cokes, as you can probably <laughs> tell uh, at this point of the evening. Uh, so I'm, I'm still drinking them. So salute, gentlemen. Salute. Shannon, I know that you're uh, you're hydrating or you're doing coffee, but if you had a beer, what's your imaginary beer that you would salute the clock with? I can, uh, I predict, can I predict? I was going to say I think it would be a it would be a uh, a line and cool summer shandy because it's yeah, hundred you know, percent per, perfect summertime beer. See, good call. Got it. Wrong. Mark, what are you actually drinking? I'm I'm enjoying. Actually, I give got to give uh, got to give Dap and credit to uh, our, our good friend the Giggity Giles. Uh, I was hoping he'd be able to join us tonight, uh, but he gave me uh, actually due to me coming in first out of myself, him and Shannon for the uh, 
March Madness Sports Brew. So he he uh, he he got me a uh, Dark Hollow Oak Bourbon Barrel uh, Blue Mountain, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Tall, nice tall beer. That's a lot of words, man. That better be a good beer. Oh, it's hey, fantastic. We'll be making that stop in about a month. See, yes, sir. Look at the bright side, man. It's delicious. Kudos to Giggity Giles. And, good uh, job, yes, Giles. For my Richmond bachelor party, we are going to be going on a delicious uh, uh, beer brewery. Uh, brewery tour, 151. So you're telling me that beer is no Kaepernick? Things no <laughs> joke, right? <laughs> this is no joke. This is, this is legit. No Kaepernick right there. I got you. I got you. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. All right. It's, outst- it's outstanding. Thank you, Giggity Giles. <laughs> So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and call some shots, and then we'll get to some wrap up, uh, wrap up stuff. Mark, Mr. Golden State. Yes, sir. All right. Look, I can envision. I can personally envision scenarios where Cleveland wins and where Golden State wins. Okay, you can make an argument either way. Absolutely. The deck you'd think would be stacked against Cleveland going to Golden State, with how they've been historically the past couple of seasons in Oracle. We've had a lot of discussion this particular podcast, this episode of the Sports Brew, this Father's Day Freestyle Friday. All right. Going into the weekend, man. It's good stuff. How do you see this playing out? Uh, I, well, certainly I, I stick to what I said earlier in that. You know, for me, for of course, my rooting interest is behind Golden States. Uh, I don't know if, if, if I can really quickly interject a random thing that was going to tie in when you when you're mentioning, and, and I really did like uh, what LeBron said to uh, Sager. That was great. Um, I don't know if either of you, I, I can't imagine that you, Justin, even though you should, it was great. Shannon maybe saw it, but did either of you see the movie Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie? Yes, yes. I, I just want to say, LeBron James. I mean, and I, I when I say I, I hate on LeBron, I hated on what he did in the past. I hated on the decision that was nonsense. I have much more respect for for him in his later career, and I think and it makes sense. He's older. He's he's matured. The way he did the return to Cleveland and what he wrote for um, the SI piece uh, was great. So I mean, I, I I I actually respect you know current LeBron. Early LeBron years bothered me, but I, I respect him now. But anyway, for anyone who hasn't seen the train wreck i mean it was a hysterical movie to begin with but he was probably the funniest part i mean he, he was a so i mean i, I don't know if he's going to try to do much more acting but he was hysterical uh the writing was certainly part of it but he did a phenomenal job anyway right um uh so so uh anyway back to the game game seven the, the first quarter i mean that that golden state just has to show up and show up big to start the game i'd love to see them you know really get off to an early lead uh, sure, sure, they've got confidence, but you know, I, I felt it several times in this finals, and it didn't quite happen. But I really would like to think that this will be truly the most competitive of of all the games. That this will be a you know a, a great battle to the finish. That it would likely end within a three to five point range. And so uh, I don't know if we do want to do score predictions, but I'm I'm going to say one or three one hundred Golden State. I think it's it's going to be a an absolute dogfight. I think that we're going to get some vintage stuff. I think that you know good old dark horse Draymond Green is going to play a big part and really needs to. Uh, you hope that that some of the you know side players like Barnes uh, and Spates and people like that can, can show up. It's it sucks that they're you know without Bogut, but like I said, they got to figure out a way to, to you know contain uh, Thompson and not let him get you know 50 boards. 
Um, but I, I think we got a great, great game ahead of us. I can't wait. I'm counting the, counting the hours. Uh, the Sunday night. So, dogfight, but Golden State pulls out in the end. Maybe not come down to literal final possession, but comes down to less, you know, one to two minutes. Fair enough. I hope you appreciated the fact that I played uh, Come Out and Play underneath. <laughs> I did. Yeah, good. Because I'm hoping that's what they do, man. I want them to come out and play. And what I do know is whichever city wins, yo, they are going to party hard. (laughs) That is for sure. Like, yeah, there's no question in my mind. No question in my mind at all. And you know what? By the way, end of school year, Todd, I'm going to throw some dap at you. For just surviving. There's another podcast for you, bro. Go get your run on. <laughs> and not, uh, give, him, give him some SOB. And not from Mexican. Don't get that kind of run on. You think he deserves SOB? By the way, what well, the hell? He, he lost power last night and got it back this afternoon. So for losing power. Oh, by the way, I like how. Uh, let me look this up real quick. I, I got to get it. I like how uh, Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats. I like how uh, Rateliff is in a Kia commercial. Have you, have you guys oh, yes, seen that? It's like yes. super random. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like really funny. So I mean, you weren't like, son of a bitch? Of course I was. <laughs> of course I was like, wait, wait. Kia commercial. What? Game seven. Son of a bitch. <laughs> We did want one more night. Dude, by the way, and I tweeted this out, and God bless Shannon, it still holds true. I love the fact that Game 7 is freaking on Father's Day. Yes, sir. Because you know, sure as sure isht, as Mark might say, that somebody is going to go kindergarten cop. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Somebody gets to go. You know what I'm saying? Somebody gets to go like totally. Who is your daddy? I am your daddy. I don't know what LeBron said. We can imagine what he said to Steph Curry when he crushed that block. We can imagine. You know what I mean? Oh, he went Sam Jackson. (laughs) Stop being such a pussy. Are you sure he didn't go Arnold? Yes. Well, you you never know. Son of a bitch. Stop it. Who is your daddy and what does he do? So don't give me that crap. There you go. You could have gone Arnold or Sam. Take it back! (laughs) (laughs) Well, look. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Either one is good, man. Either one is good. You ever had a big kahuna burger? This is a tasty burger. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. But without a big man in the middle, man. Shut the fuck up, fat man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Golden State with no bigs, man. No bigs. So, I, I, anyway. All right, Shannon, go ahead and call your shot, man. What do you what do you think goes, uh, goes down in game seven, man? Well, I, I hope both teams uh, play the best they can because um, I think that's how it should be. But without Bogut in the middle, I think Cleveland is getting to the rim with ease at this point in time. And look, Golden State is going to hit threes, but it's almost like they're just depending on it instead of trying to get to the hole themselves. They need to have that ball movement on offense. Steph and Clay 
need to have those backdoor layups that they usually get. They're not getting as many. You, They're still getting a few in there. Did you just say backdoor? Penis in your anus! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a Peter Griffin one you played earlier? <laughs> Probably. I just don't know which one that was. Damn it, this is too hard! <laughs> um, Perhaps we could have sexual intercourse. No. The, I think he was talking about the finger... <laughs> I just don't know which one that was, man. It, uh, like that Peter Griffin soundboard has like a million things on it. Okay, well, obviously. So it, um, it, it, it's okay. Quit stealing my punchlines, you fat drunk. <laughs> Sphincter. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I am so so sorry. <laughs> That's crazy. You can't give up sex. You've got a responsibility. Perhaps we could have sexual intercourse. I meant sex. When it comes to sex ed, I got a PhD. Please her daily. Yeah! <laughs> I love you, sweetie. Speaking of Father's Day. There we go. Daily. Oh, you are so ready. If you have sex, your penis will fall off and land in another dimension populated entirely by dogs who will eat it. That's crazy. You can't give up sex. You've got a responsibility. I thank you with one dollar, filthy whore. Wear your whore makeup, you whore. Yikes. Anyway. I think he's talking about himself there. I think he actually put on makeup and was making fun of himself. Anyway. You're somebody's father, you filthy whore. Yikes. <laughs> All right, enough, enough. <laughs> All right. So Whoa. I think with the ease that Cleveland's getting to the rim, um, I, I think the curse ends Sunday night. Um, sorry to use that, but I, I think... Yeah. It's time for Cleveland to get a championship, man. It, and I think LeBron, all season long with the I promise, I'm going to do my best to get it there. He's on a roll right now. Kyrie Irving's on a roll. Tristan Thompson is just playing out of his mind right now. And Kevin Love's unstoppable. <laughs> hey, English. <laughs> no, you're right. They've got all the momentum right now, so I, I I know it's English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I I just like Cleveland with the momentum they have at this point in time, and LeBron. I mean, to go back to back forty point games, right? And just reminding people of just who the hell he is. I mean, well, keep in mind that LeBron is the fifth different player to have consecutive forty point games. Uh, within a single NBA Finals. The other five, Jer Jerry West, 65-69, Rick Barry, 67 Warriors, Michael Jordan, 93 Bulls, and Shaq, the 2000 Lakers. That's pretty impressive company. Yeah. And we did talk about Jerry West not getting a bunch of rings. Obviously, some great teams in front of him. Uh, Jordan has his fair share, and Sha you know, Shaq certainly got plenty of dap over the years. Uh, but... Anybody want to see a new Shaq Fu? I, anyway, um, great great video game. <laughs> Look, to me, it's clear both teams can win this, but it depends on which team shows up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, th this is not one of those things where it's just a given because Golden State's at home. If Golden State of the past couple of games shows up again, Cleveland can steal this, right? Yes. Golden State has it in front of them to take it. This is where it gets crazy to me 
is that Golden State, I don't know what happened in their heads, whether it was they thought they deserved it, that they thought they already had it, they thought they had it wrapped up, they just wanted to talk, jump, whatever, man. Look, you thought you were there. You weren't. You've taken it in the chin a couple of games. Finish. Champions, finish. You want the best season ever? You got to finish. All right? <laughs> if you think the NBA is rigged, good on you, I suppose. I don't know how they call this game. But Golden State has to improve their gameplay. They got to improve their shots. They got to improve their game flow. You know, you can't control for the refs. You have to overcome them. And you have to find ways to go beyond what the calls are. You have to play better than the officiating. We say it in football. We say, you know what I mean? You don't say it so much in baseball, right? But you say it plenty in football. Because there are going to be bad calls. There are going to be phantom calls. I do think if they let these teams play really physically, it favors the Cavs a little bit. But if Golden State is true to their game, yes, they're missing Bogut. I think that's going to hurt them. Yes, Iguodala's hurt. Okay? I don't know what his status is. Clearly, he's going to play. But, if, you know, if you have back problems and back spasms, that can linger on you a little bit. And he wasn't right the last game. Golden State at their A-game level wins this game, particularly if they're hitting their threes. I just don't know that we're getting that team. I love the momentum that Cleveland has. I love the attitude that Cleveland's bringing. I love the screws that Cleveland is turning on Golden State. I'm very, very tempted to go with Shannon and take the Cavaliers. I really am. But I'd like to believe after a couple of down games, going home, having the media kind of you know stab you a little bit back, right, and getting people piling on you, getting all the crap that happened with Aisha Curry, all the crap that happened with her dad, all the pushback and lashback that was on Twitter. I'd like to think that Golden State can dig deep and pull this out, but I do expect this game to not be a blowout. I think this is the tooth and nails, down-to-the-wire fight that we've been waiting for. If Cleveland wins this, absolutely cements LeBron's legacy as if there's any really any question before, but to pull this off, to be down 3-1, to then come back, to be a champion of that and to lead that team, that city, and that franchise to a championship is absolute all-time period. No question. For Golden State, if they pull this off, for all the trials and the trials and tribulations for all the challenges and injuries and crap that's happened to them in the playoffs that's been their real adversity they didn't have it in the regular season but they sure as hell got it in the postseason injuries officiating whatever for Golden State to pull this off I think that cements them and their legacy with the greatest season I'm not a believer that they're the greatest team they're not done they haven't earned that yet but certainly you can make an argument that it's one of the greatest seasons ever. Maybe it wasn't pretty in the back end, but they've had a lot to overcome in the playoffs, injuries in particular. So I love the storyline. It's very compelling. I don't. We'd have to look at Vegas lines, but look, dude, Randy, I know you didn't care at the outset, but, man, I hope you're watching Game 7. For anybody else that wasn't sure, I hope you're watching Game 7. This is a hell of a setup.
because this, my friends, this is a game seven for history. This is a game seven, not only for the record books, for threes and for all that crap, but this is a game seven of legacy. This is a game seven of basketball legacy. That's what this is for both teams, for both coaches, for both players, for both franchises, for everybody on those squads. This is legit. This is big time. And the winner of this walks off with more than just a trophy. This is a stamp for who they are as a player, who they are as a team, and what they have as a legacy in the NBA. This is a huge game seven. Watch it. Watch it. I want to take Cleveland. My slight lean is Golden State. Very, very slight lean. But they bet they sure as hell better show up in the damn first quarter. Sure as hell better show up in the first quarter. Okay, I tell you what, we need to get the hell out of here. Shannon. Yes. Father's Day. I told you I had a little something for you. Um, A pro tip for all the ladies, all the families out there for fathers. If you want to give dads, especially dads of little kids, man, you know what I wouldn't have wouldn't have thought about before, but I would totally love right now. What's that? I would love a free time Father Day, where I can just chill and do what the hell I want. Mm. Hang out, whatever. Drink beer. Hang out with bros. Just chill. That's all. It's dude. With people who don't have kids on their stand, like free time is like it's it's pretty close to sex. It's pretty close because you don't get free time that often. But when you get it, you're like, yes. <laughs> yep. You can breathe, chill out, do whatever the heck you want and don't have to watch freaking George, you can yell that. <laughs> George of the Jungle or whatever you're watching with Logan at this point. Yeah, yeah. We watch a lot of Curious George. Not George Curious of, George, sorry. Yeah, we watch a lot of Curious George, man. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But sometimes you just, a man wants to be a man. I mean, I do the same thing for Amber on Mother's Day. You want some time alone? Go for it. Yeah, I think it's a huge reward. And, and you know, again, I love my kids. I love my family. Yes, but, we do. Bar none, dude. Bar none. But, you know, every once in a while, it's nice just to be able to chill. To take the time out and just, you know. Have a dad day. Yeah. You know, and, and just hang out. So before I forget, <laughs> Golden State, you get a little Molly Hatchet, man. You're flirting with disaster. I love this song, by the way. I don't think we've ever used this on the sports brew. No, we I don't, I don't. I don't think we have, but a little flirting with disaster, very, very legit for Golden State. I can't believe we're at Game 7. You reap what you sow. And Draymond Green, I sure as hell hope you show up better in Game 7 than you did in Game 6. Plus, you were invisible in Game 5. For kicking, well, for punching LeBron in the nuts in <laughs> game four. It's your own fault. You taught the big game. You didn't deliver last night, or excuse me, the other night. Show up in game seven, bruh. I hope we see a phenomenal, I really, really hope we have a phenomenal finish to this series. I really do. I'm going to be disappointed if it's a blowout on one side or the other. Obviously, if it's a blowout, it's more likely it's Golden State at home. I will tell you this, though. But. If Golden State loses this game, I fully expect 
the crying Jordans to be so savage. Oh my god. The crying Jordan memes, if Golden State loses this game, are just are going to be off the chain. Dude, it's going to be crying Jordan memes in crying Jordan memes. Yes. That's how bad this will be. It's going to be the one of like Jordan looking at his cell phone seeing himself. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be terrible. If Golden State loses Game 7, it is going to go down as one of the biggest choke jobs in sports history. And the thing that's sad about it is it's it's people are going to say it's largely self-inflicted, particularly because of Draymond Green. That's my opinion. Maybe y'all don't agree with me. You're, yeah, you, again, you got to give massive kudos to the Cavaliers for fighting back. But if Golden State chokes this out mm. after being up 3-1, and lose two out of three home games. Two out of three home games. Yes, they they have some injuries. I get that, but for what their regular season has meant, for what that team has been, for the love, the media gloss, and all the attention they have gotten to not finish this season, to have been up three one and to choke it out is going to be an all time choke job. All time. Yeah, get off <laughs> this my This year, lawn. Golden State has not lost three games in a row at all. They have not lost three games in a row at all this season. Yeah. So, I mean, something, something's got to give. Something's got to give. LeBron is on fire. Uh, Kyrie Irving has stepped it up. Uh, the only thing that's not on fire, clearly, is Steph Curry's shoes. Those... Uh, <laughs> Those all white, those all white Under Armour shoes are getting killed for good reason. Um, I like the, I, I love the Steph Curry and Under Armour really targeting that emergency room nurse demographic. Fantastic. The names for those shoes are great. The early bird discount buffet nines, phenomenal. You know, does the most of the least fives. It's just great. The t- the taglines for the shoes are great. Let me speak to your manager fives. The Harbaugh's, I mean, love it. His shoes have been getting crushed. His shoes have been getting crushed. <laughs> our golden retriever sleeps in our bed lows. <laughs> Dude, if you if you haven't looked it up, man, if you haven't looked it up, look up all the Twitter hate <laughs> for Steph Curry's Under Armour. Whatever that I don't even know their actual name at this point. I love that I ordered those shoes out of Sky Mall. <laughs> Dude, it's just it's ridiculous, man. When you love your Honda Odyssey so much that you need to wear it on your feet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the I agree with the NCAA banning dunking nines. I was told by Apple Care. <laughs> so dope. Five stars. Consumer reports. <laughs> It's great, man. Oh, I, I like this one, though. The Del Curry 2s. Del Curry 2s. <laughs> Photosh- <laughs> Photoshop jobs with Mr. Rogers putting them on. Oh, my oh, Dude, this is just fantastic. Fantastic. So let's hope Steph Curry and the Warriors are, uh, you know, for real straight fire and don't fall flat like those uh, sneakers did hitting the marketplace. But, look, we got to get out of here. So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And uh, for people like Mark, uh, have fun with your pets. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. They're family, too. <laughs> they sure are. So, salute, um, gentlemen. 
Oh, uh, and rest as, in peace, yeah. Muhammad Ali, Gordy Howe. Yeah, as we get out of here, absolutely, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't give uh, raise a glass to Muhammad Ali and to Gordy Howe, um, all timers, legends, great men, great sports icons, great figures, and particularly when you talk about Muhammad Ali, that is a world wide. That's not just this country. That's not just. Oh, and by the way, Kentucky guys. So a little extra, yep. you know. Unfortunately for you, Shannon, Louisville guy, but a Kentucky guy nonetheless. We didn't get the chance to talk about them. Uh, we can save some of that for next time we record. But certainly, raising a glass to the memory of Gordy Howe and to Muhammad Ali. Thanks for the legacy. Thanks for the sports. Thanks for your accomplishments, and just thanks for your lives, man. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well lived, well done, well played. Obviously, with uh, Muhammad Ali, somebody that was robbed of who they were by uh, Parkinson's. One of my favorite memories is is him in the Olympics in '96. Love yes. that. I was I was obviously too young to appreciate him as uh, an active boxer, an active fighter. But I think his legacy is cemented f- really more out- inside the ring. Set up what he did outside the ring, and that's where I think his greatest legacy is. And that's a that's a beautiful thing, and for anybody that hates on Ali as a draft dodger, piss off, because you totally missed the point. Yep, yep. you totally yep. missed the point. I too, and, I was way too young to appreciate him as an active boxer, but uh, but uh, I yeah definitely. I think we'll, we should, we should probably talk about him more in full. We will next time we record. another, we another will. time we record. Uh, our, our friend of ours tried to you know commemorate him didn't didn't need Justin. Before I forget, can you imagine them draft trying to draft LeBron James, Michael Jordan? You know, yeah, Cespedes. No, I'm just kidding about him. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's a different time. It's a different era. It's a different thing. I totally get that. But there's just there's no way, dude. Somebody of his stature, it, it, no. But he was a conscientious objector, and I, I think if you look through it through the proper lens, you understand what he represented for not only the sports world, but for society and for social movements and social progress doesn't mean you agreed with everything that he did but look look at it through you know the imprint that he had in that era from today and how important it was uh as far as raising a glass to muhammad ali nobody did it like whitfield who had a post immediately when we knew he passed away that said rest in peace legend hashtag built like a butterfly sting like a bee don't think you got it quite right, friend. Sports for drinking game got the best of you. And Mark and I had a side conversation, and I said, at least you didn't say stink like a bee. <laughs> Built like a butterfly, stink like a bee. Built like a butterfly. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, Whitfield. Even uh-huh. even when he's not here, uh-huh. still the failure. What are you going to do? Uh, no, no better way to go out. All right. Yeah, built like a butterfly, stink like a bee. <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. we'll follow up. We'll, we'll touch base a little bit more on that uh, next time we record, I hope. But uh, certainly Gordy Howe and Muhammad Ali, legacies, icons, and uh, just rest in peace, gentlemen. Hell of a job. During your time on Earth, man. Salute. 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 All right, gentlemen. Peace out. Good night, Shannon. Enjoy. I know you got a swim meet early, so uh, go get some sleep. 
rise All and shine right. with those girls and, and get them in the pool, man. So enjoy that. Safe travels. Have a good time. Enjoy your Father's Day if we don't catch up before that. And to everybody else, thanks for listening in, tuning in. And uh, look, if you enjoy us, please share us. And, uh, you know, hey, look, and if you want to talk smack, that's fine, too. You can do that. Yeah, enjoy it. On Twitter. Everybody enjoy the freaking games on it. That's Sunday right. Night, you better be turned, tuned and in. Enjoy Game 7. And, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to make a choice between Game 7 of the NBA Finals and then the Battle of, ba- Battle of the Bastards <laughs> on Game of Thrones. <laughs> what a cruel twist of fate. But what a hell of a Father's Day. That's a lot of good stuff to choose from. It is. So, it is. Uh, from all of us to all of you, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Game 7. You're, look, you're watching history, people. Let's hope it lives up to it because I, I, my impression going in is that this sets up to be one hell of a game. I hope it lives up to it. From Woo. us at the Sports Brew to all of you, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the flip side. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, and anywhere else. Dude, Google Spark Play. Sports. Spark Sports. Keywords. Sports Brew. Okay. Those are not the keywords. <laughs> keywords are sports and brew. From all of us to all of you, enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend. We will catch you on the flip side. Yes, sir. Hell yeah! That's another good way night. you can make. That's another way you can make Father's Day is really good. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. All right, catch you on the flip side, peeps. Peace out. We're the sports brew. Catch you on the flip side. Late. Take care. Peace out, folks. <laughs>